Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, for almost 10 years now, Business Matters has featured many social enterprises from all over Ireland on the programme. This sector has witnessed phenomenal growth in recent years, but there are still significant challenges ahead. Pauline Gannon from Social Impact Ireland joins us now to take us behind the scenes of this cause-related sector. Pauline, we'll be discussing Social Impact Ireland and the assistance which it provides to budding social entrepreneurs. But first... How did Pauline Gannon first get involved in the world of social entrepreneurship? It's a very interesting question, and believe it or not, I've never been asked that before. Um, I have a very strong business background, have a legal compliance, started out in legal and compliance, and then moved into the business world. However, I was never fully satisfied with the work that I was doing, and one of the elements that were missing was that impact. You know, what was the impact of what I was doing? What was the impact going to be now? And I know it sounds a little bit uh, morbid, but actually it's my legacy. Um, and since I was a very small child, I want to leave this world slightly better than when I came into it. And I see that as being possible through the pathway through social entrepreneurship and social enterprises. And Pauline, why is that legacy so important to you? I think one of the main reasons it's important to me is how the world has shaped itself in the last two decades in particular. And I think if we look at population increasing, we look at poverty levels, we look at mental health issues, and we look at some of the other issues that we see every day in society, in society, touched on my own life and those around me, it really made me stop and wonder, how can I make a difference here? Um, I... I felt that that difference could be in actually supporting others that have missions and visions that really drive that concept of impact and positive social impact. So Pauline, how are you going about this? So we are, we started out six years ago as BNEST and really it was the first incubator in Ireland for social enterprise. Um, It all came about by starting an incubator programme and that incubator programme supports the startup gets them off the ground, shows them what they need to do, gets them to explore their idea and gets them to really delve into and figure out, can this idea go somewhere? And if it can, how does it get there and what impact does it have? So we started out with the incubator and we've grown over the last six years. We now run, have an incubator, we do business clinics, we have short courses and we run a number of events as well to increase awareness and increase the sharing of knowledge and skill set around the, the topic of social entrepreneurship and social enterprise. So Pauline, explain to us what is a social enterprise and are they all cause-related businesses? So a social enterprise is basically a business. Um, It can be profit or non-profit, but at the heart of what it does, it's driven by its impact rather than its profits. Yes, they usually are connected with a cause. I, I cannot think of anything that comes to mind that, that that's not connected to a cause at some level. But really, it's not so much the cause, but it's the positive impact that drives everything that they do and everything that they're about. Now, Pauline, over the past number of years, you would have seen, like I would have seen, the growth in corporate social responsibility, where lots of the larger companies especially have their own CSR policies. But for smaller organisations, they've also looked at supporting their own communities, whether that's by volunteer hours to local voluntary or community-based organisations, or indeed assisting them with fundraising. What are your thoughts on those type of initiatives when it comes to making a social impact? 
I have lots of thoughts on this, but I suppose we had um, a forum in October 2019 and it was called Conversations for Possibilities. And what we did was we brought corporates and social enterprises together in the room and we just asked them to talk to each other. What came out of that and a number of workshops that we ran on the day was basically corporate social responsibility has become more than the donation of money or time. What we are encouraging is the building of partnerships between the corporate sector and the social enterprise sector. Now, the reason that's important, 10 hours a week volunteering for a charity or for a social enterprise is a feel-good factor, and you get to tick a box and say that you did it. However, what we want to drive home is just imagine what would it be like to give 10 hours a month for 12 months a member of staff that has a skill set that might be missing in a social enterprise, they give of that 10 hours. What you're doing then is you're upskilling the social enterprise. You're allowing them to do what they want to do, how they do it best. And overall, what you're doing is you're creating a much stronger social impact in the community and the people that you serve. Pauline, is it true to say that the skill set within a social enterprise very much complement those within a commercial environment? Yes. The two together complement each other. Commercial bring high skill, business model, knowledge, profit driven. They have a skill set in there that we have found in our research is lacking on the social enterprise side. However, on the social enterprise side, social mission, social impact, heart of the community, a business model that considers the impact of the business, the product, the services that it provides, that then can teach on the corporate side and teach about social mission and how to reach the community in a more impactful way. So they complement each other. How do the hurdles and bumps differ from those, let's say, running social enterprises versus those running commercial enterprises? One of the main reasons that those bumps in the road um, come up to meet social entrepreneurs, we're here having this conversation. We're using terminology like social entrepreneur, social enterprise. We did a body of research on this in the five years I've been working in this sector. I recently had an event, actually, and I did a poll. 72% of the people at the event did not identify with the term social entrepreneur, did not identify with the term social leader, social entrepreneurship leader, leadership and did not fully know if they would fully consider themselves a social enterprise. So one of the biggest issues we have is understanding the terminology around it. So when people don't fully understand it, they don't fully step into the role, they don't fully step into the space, and then what you find is they, they... they don't even realise they're doing it. They kind of cut themselves off from some of the supports and the opportunities and the conversations that they could have to further their business. That's one element of it. The other element of it, listen, it's here with all startups, um, but particularly in social enterprise, it's support, 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 financial support. It takes three years to have any startup create enough of an income to pay your salary three years. What does that person do in those three years? We've got people that live off peanuts. We've got people living off their savings. They're so passionate about what they do. We've people that have chosen not to buy a house, not to get married, not to have those life events, just so they can fund themselves for those three years to get their business off the ground. That is a really, really difficult challenge for anybody starting out, but particularly in this sector. 
Pauline, we spoke earlier in the interview about social enterprises being cause-related organisations and businesses. But from that perspective, where do you see a gap in the market for new social enterprises to emerge from? So what's interesting is, if you had have asked me this a year ago, it would have been slightly different. But look at, look at the world we live in now. Look at the gaps. Look at mental health. Look at education. Look at our health system. Look at the people that we are not serving in the last year that we could not serve because COVID took over. Look at recycling. Look at the green um the, the green campaigns around the environment, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of gaps that we see. Look at your own communities, look at the greenways, look at the walkways. You know, the biggest the biggest issues we're seeing coming up time and time again, particularly now with children back in school, children, their physical health, their mental health, looking at the education system. Is it working? Look at the junior cert students, look at the senior um, leaving cert students. Is that traditional institution still serving them? We've lots of people working on projects around that, around design thinking, innovation, creativity. Look at the job market, remote working. Where are we going? Is the office gone? I don't know. I suspect it's partially gone. What happens if people start working remotely? Are they more isolated? What do we do to take care of their well-being? What do we do to connect them to each other? There's so there's so much happening in our communities at the moment as we we come out of covid hopefully but actually we're coming out to a new society and what do we want that society to look like how do we want to serve those in our communities that would be my starting point for anyone that has an interest in this and if you have an idea look at the gaps that are there where does your idea fit into that who is it connected with? Who's your value network? What's the purpose of it? What's the mission, the vision? What's your why? And Pauline, just on that particular topic, do you believe that social enterprises and indeed their contribution to the greater society gets the credit that they deserve? Absolutely not. Carol, I've worked with people that will never, ever get the credit for the, the years, years that they have put in as grassroots organisations bridging gaps created by lack of policy, created by lack of funding at a government level. They will never get the recognition for the work that they do in the communities to keep them stitched together, particularly for the vulnerable, particularly for children and vulnerable. Um, I don't think they will. I think the only way we, we start a pathway to have them recognised for the work that they do separate it out of the third sector. There's nothing wrong with the third sector, but separate it out, elevate it up, bring it on a par with commercial, give equal support to both startups, whether it's in the commercial sector or the social enterprise sector. Keep the conversations going between the two sectors. And as a society, every single one of us, look at what you're buying, look at how you're spending your money, look at the impact it's having, and be very, very aware that that circular social economy is what the world needs as we come out of COVID in particular. So for anyone listening this morning that would like to start on that journey, what advice have you got for them? I will say take that first step. Please, if you want, reach out to us. We will help you explore your ideas, your concepts. We will help you to figure out if you're onto something or if you need to tweak it. And then what I would say is get a piece of paper out, old traditional style, piece of paper and a pen. What is your why? Have that as your starting point. If you have a strong why, then start taking the steps to make it happen. There has never been a better time in Ireland to start a social enterprise.
Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Pauline Gannon from Social Impact Ireland, and I'd like to thank Pauline for sharing these insights with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.